Evil. Can I go, Scott? Evil Squid Comics Podcast, episode 13. 13. 13. Lucky 13. All right. Season 2. Season 2, yeah, exactly. It is season 2. It ain't no more season 1, dude. It's all season 2. Bigger, better, zooming. We're zooming. Right. Yeah. All right. So, what 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 have we been doing this last couple of weeks, other than quarantining because of you know you know pandemic? Hey, well, because of that, I have really been binge watching the shit out of stuff on Netflix. So that's what I probably did most of. I only have read like one thing the whole wow. week, but I watched a whole lot of shit. What did you watch, Actually, Scott? Oh, he left. Drew. Yeah. Drew. No, I had to go get my list of stuff. It was that long because otherwise I just forget because my brain is mush. Uh, uh, let's see. Watch Curse. Uh, oh, was that good? The, I read the book. Night, night, around the table and stuff of that nature. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Warrior that... Nun. Uh, it, it was okay. Uh, Robin Hood, the uh, Guy Ritchie version or whatever, you know, so it's kind of that. Wasn't that horrible? Or whatever. I thought that was bad. What's that? I thought that was supposed to be bad. Uh, you know, it depends. I think if you like Guy Ritchie's style, I think you will still find some enjoyment in this. It's not like the best in movies by any means, but it's it's entertaining. You know, it's a popcorn flick, and I have found it, you know, entertaining. That- I like a, a lot of his. I like his style. You know, like that what that King Arthur movie he did. Everybody panned that. And I thought it was an enjoyable popcorn thing. You know, and stuff. So. Is that the one with Jamie Foxx? Yeah, yeah. Got Jamie Foxx and that other young kid. I can't think of his name. Like uh, the dude from Sons of Anarchy. Uh, no, I think you're thinking of uh, that guy that was. Yeah, I think you're thinking of King Arthur. He was in the King Arthur. He was in. You probably said this Kingsman. Hannah. Yeah, he was in the King Arthur guy Ritchie movie. King Arthur guy Ritchie. Yeah. Hunt. Oh, Humming. that guy was in the King Arthur. Yeah, you're right. The, from the Sands of, Sons of Anarchy. But so Guy Ritchie, did, Guy Ritchie did the Robin Hood too? Yeah, Guy Ritchie did the Robin Hood. That's weird. So, so I mean, it's, it's over the top, you know, that type of things. You know, it's got his weird cut type style, you know, in some places and things. He tries to do a little bit of, you know, monster underground, you know, type stuff like he likes to do. So it's a Guy Ritchie type of movie, and if you like that type of style, you may like this. If you don't, you're definitely not going to like it because it's not like the best movie. But it kept me entertained. Um, see here, I watched The Old Guard. I watched that mostly. Mostly. It was, it was probably like the best Netflix movie I think I've ever seen to date. Yeah, I um, I watched it really late at night and I fell asleep and I haven't gone back. Uh, I liked what I watched. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a great Jake, Craig Rucka or whatever type thing. I really, I liked the book too. And yeah. He actually wrote. He wrote the screenplay. They were yeah. Saying. So, uh, so yeah, I I like a lot of his his books, you know, and things. And uh, yeah, there's the movie I thought was really good. So definitely check that out. Definitely. Yes. Uh, watched Hamilton again, but that was because my daughter was over passing around the COVID or something like that. So. Nice. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but that, uh, yeah, I like Hamilton, but then again, I had to, 
a mother who used to run, you know, a musical theater, the children's theater. So, you know. Were you in a lot of children's theater productions as a child? Me? No, but my sister sure was. Uh, and I had to watch a lot of those. So, gotcha. But, uh, so, back around there. Cursed, I, here's my problem. Most of the Netflix series of stuff, this one's 10 episodes. Almost everything I've been watching in Netflix lately, you got to drug through the first half of freaking episodes, and then finally the last half pick up, and it makes it something good. I damn near dropped watching this damn thing after, like, the first four episodes, because it was just boring, and I was just, like, almost fall asleep. And then finally, about episode five or six, somewhere right around there, it starts really picking up, and they start really actually doing stuff and some action slowing and, and whatever else. And it, it's actually been pretty good in the last half. But, oh, God, it's such a slug, slug going through there, that what? first four episodes or so. What was that book, Drew? It's what? the cursed that book. Cursed. I know, was yeah. it Lucy's? Or was it a graphic novel? It's a novel. Yeah, it's a little graphic novel. It's a, it's novel. a graphic novel. thing. It's a novel. What's that? It's oh, a it's book. A book. Oh, it's a, oh, it's a book. Okay. It's a okay, book book. I knew Frank Miller was involved, so I assumed it was graphic novel. He did okay. like 30 so illustrations for just, it. What did Frank Miller then do? Just to draw the cover? No, he did illustrations throughout the book. So I think he helped. Did you that on the podcast? I think so. I think he helped, like, the story, too. Like, I mean, Shannon Wheeler wrote it, but I think Frank Miller, he wrote the, he did the illustrations, but I think he also, like, helped with the story and stuff, too, maybe. I don't know. I thought it, it, it kind of sold it as a collaboration, whether it really was or not. I don't know. Well, he's involved with the Netflix thing, too. Correct. I think well. he's, like, one of the producers, behind the scenes type of thing. Yeah. Well, and then there's, like, these transitions between scenes sometimes they do that not actually are very consistent in which it looks like it's almost like his art style almost in a way and some little animation thing to show a transition cool. from one area to another but i don't know it's it's the animation is okay but it's kind of in weird spots when they do these transitions so hmm. it's, and it's, they're not consistent with it either so i, I don't yeah the book was it's good but the best of things by any by any means and it's got some cool you know, uh, what if type stuff, you know, from the King Arthur mythos, but uh, I don't know. I think <laughs> the jury's still out of it. Yeah, there's supposed to be another, well, there should be another season, right? Like it didn't end or anything. Well, no, I mean, it's kind of cliffhanger ish. The book's honestly, open. Yeah, they left it pretty well open. Uh, it's not near as bad as Warrior Nun. Holy shit. <laughs> and that was based on a comic book. Warrior Nun is? Yeah, and it was a comic book that uh, the guy who did it was Ben Dunn, the guy who did like Ninja High School, I think. Okay. And so he well, was kind of like comic. an American manga dude. Okay. Go well, ahead. Warrior Nun has a great premise. It has an excellent ensemble cast. The lead character, though, is just crap for one. And then, here again, the, the Netflix problem. They felt the need to spend four out of their ten episodes of just setup of trying to introduce characters. And so half these characters they introduced in the first four episodes, they drop and don't even have in the last half. So it, it makes no fucking sense. You know, they should have just picked this thing up. And so what ends up happening is the last half of episodes, 
really ramp up. It starts getting good. They're starting to really get into their mythology or whatever else, their world building that they're doing. And then the end ends on a huge fucking cliffhanger. Like they're going to get another season. And I'm like, I'm out on this. I'm like, maybe, I guess. But, you know, it's going to take them freaking a year and a half probably before they come out with season two. It's just the stupidest thing they could have done. Because they had no need for those first four episodes with this. Are they drugging? They could have really sped that up. And then, if they would get renewed for a second season, they could have maybe done, you know, what they did in the first four episodes, flashbacks or stuff. But otherwise, it's just a freaking mess. And it just really disappoints me because the premise is really good. And what they did in the last half had some really great potential. But that should have been the first half, and they should have just kept the character carrying on. Just, I think it's one of those things in which it had so much promise that they just didn't fulfill, and I think that's what it took for the most of now. You just can't sit down and watch something and enjoy it, can you, Scott? Old Guard, I loved it. But then again, my short attention span is only two hours long. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, and they were saying that, well, obviously I don't remember exactly how it ended because I fell asleep, but they were saying that there's they're already doing like a second one or a th- and a third one or something like it wouldn't surprise me i mean they do end the second one where it's here again it's the way that they should have ended something for a netflix type of show where you wrapped up your base story so to speak but then you throw in a little teaser there at the end to go oh here's where we may go in the future right. you know type thing and so it's like oh okay yeah maybe tell me more but at least you wrapped up the original freaking story that you're trying to tell yeah unlike warrior done I don't, you guys don't keep me involved, or you guys don't keep me informed. I didn't even know about Old Guard. Like, I was just, like, popping Netflix, and I was like, Old Guard? I'm like, that's a, and then I started, I watched the trailer, and I'm like, that is based, that's the story. I'm like, that's the comic. Like, I didn't even know they were making that. I think I'd I'd heard about it, but then I forgot, I didn't realize it was imminent, and then I saw it on Netflix, and I'm like, oh, they actually released it. I was like, that was pretty fast. I had absolutely no idea what it was until I'd seen it, and I'd seen it advertised on Netflix, you know, drop on that Friday, and I was like, ooh, this looks like something I would like, and then I looked at it, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's based off of a story from Great yeah. Rucka or whatever, and I'm like, hell, this is a no-brainer for me. Well, I did see on Facebook or whatever, I saw, I guess, um, is it Netflix that picked up Yusagi Yojimbo? Yes. But, that's but the thing with that is, it's like in the future. Yeah, it's, it's not, not Usagi Ojimbo. It's like his yeah. his ancestor in the future. Yeah. It's like a cyberpunk thing. Yeah, hey. you did Usagi Ojimbo, <laughs> but whatever. I guess they didn't want yeah, to. True, true. It, it could probably cost him too much. Huh? It cost him too much. I don't think it would cost too much. I think they just thought yeah, it wouldn't yeah. appeal to any. I think it, they thought this would be more appealing to a wider audience. I guess. I assume. The I don't sci-fi. know. Yeah, the sci-fi, samurai thing. I don't know, man. I'm just guessing. Hey, yes, to have Stan Sakai. Drew, yeah. do you have, you have Apple TV? I do. Because they gave it to me a year free because you bought an Apple device. If you buy an Apple device, they were giving like, everybody like a year free. Yeah, I had a chance. What Apple device did you buy? A phone or something? My wife got a new phone. Okay, cool. I had the chance to, but I didn't sign up for it because there wasn't anything on there that I wanted to watch. But now, I've been hearing about... You better sign it up now. Yeah, I know. Well, I've been hearing about this Peacock station channel or whatever. You've been been hearing about it? Right. Well, uh, 
uh, what's his face? Uh, what's Eric his face? Larson? Yeah. Eric Larson posted they're playing the old Savage Dragon cartoon on Peacock. On Peacock? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, wow. Well, that's like free to actually register. Yeah, it's free. It? And there's, there's stuff you can like watch on the... Where it gives you like all these teaser type things, you know, like it gives you like one or two episodes or something that you got to like pay for, you know, the rest or something. I don't know. But, but anyway, I was looking around trying to because i was gonna watch it on my roku and i couldn't find it and so i went online i guess um roku and um amazon the fire stick like they're having um issues my, my issues with it roku and amazon don't want to have it on their devices so but you can get it on an apple device and you can get it on apple tv and you can get it on like your computer but you can't get it. And it was even like Samsung TV, like smart TVs. It was weird. It was all like some kind of, because they wanted them to pay money to put it on there and they didn't want to pay or whatever. But yeah, anyway, if I, you can't get your Peacock service on a Roku or a Fire Stick, you're freaking dead in the water, man. I mean, right? that's I how people are going to watch it. And so you better, yeah. You get on the Roku yeah, or Amazon. I mean, those are the two bigger things. That's what people use. I love my Roku stick, man. That thing's awesome. I got a little Roku box, and I love it. Yeah, that's. I have the box. I don't have the stick. I have the box, but yeah, I love it. I got the box, but it's got the USB port in there, so you know I can always pour those things in. So see the the stick is cool. Let me. The stick is cool because you plug into your TV. And then there's a USB power cord that plugs into your TV if your TV has a USB port. And so you don't even have to plug it in. It just it gets power from the TV. Cool. It's one less cord. It is. That it is. That's always nice, yeah. So you can check out the old Savage Dragon on your... Uh, on your uh, Peacock? Yeah, on Peacock on your... Um, Apple device. Apple TV. I thought you meant, do I have the Apple TV service? Sorry. Yeah, no, you have it though. The the whatever. well, it's a little different. There's an Apple yeah, you're, box you're confused. Like TV type streaming box, and then there's like Apple TV, which is like their own streaming service. So they're like two different things. Right. I assumed it was the Apple TV, the thing that whatever the hell the Tom Hanks movie's on. Okay, there's an Apple That's TV the Apple Plus TV service, service, but you can there's also an Apple TV box, like a Roku box. Right. So you think, can get the Apple TV. So you need the box in order to get Peacock, but you don't need the Apple TV service in order to get Peacock. Yes, there's, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the Tom Hanks movie? Did I did not. I did not. It does not look interesting to me. What? I heard, heard that... Boat. That's water. It paid military. <laughs> $70 million to get the rights to stream that movie? Yeah. That's what I heard. I heard a lot of people signed up for their service, so I don't know. Very nice. Very nice. I watched, uh, so we watched all the Star Wars movies. We finished Rise of Skywalker. Yeah? Best movie ever, wasn't it? You know, this is the second time I've seen it. I enjoyed it quite a bit, because all the expectations were gone. I kind of knew what was going on. I mean, it's definitely not by any means a well-made movie in terms of pacing obviously the special effects are good and all that stuff is good but i mean it was enjoyable i enjoyed it 
Like I say, it was fine. It's not as bad as what I made it out to be the first time I watched it. I will totally agree with that. Yeah, it's really not. I, I mean, it's fine. I'm really softening on that movie. It is still not a very well-made movie, to your point, and still by any means not my favorite Star Wars movie, but it's not as bad as what I made it out to be the first time. I think that whole sequel trilogy is pretty darn good in terms of production value and in terms of... Uh, writing. I think the biggest issue with that sequel trilogy is it's just uneven. You know what no I mean? No continuity. There's no continuity, yeah. And that's the biggest problem with it. I mean, it's like the opposite problem that the prequel trilogy had. Like, the prequel trilogy had, like, horrible writing, you know? But <laughs> there was continuity. It was yeah. just continuously bad. Whereas the sequel trilogy has, like, s- strokes of brilliance throughout but then it has these really uneven, bad parts, and the pacing's all over the place, and it's just, that's well, the biggest they, they issue. they didn't have a very good, they didn't have, in fact, they had no outline. Yeah, no outline. Somebody just dumped something, then the next guy tried to pick it up and go with it, and then the, last, the first guy came back around to try to pick it up, because the third guy that was supposed to take it was like, what kind of piece of shit did you give me? I ain't gonna go with it. And then they brought somebody else back in. So that was the thing. They didn't have a very good plan for that sequel trilogy. Whereas, to your point, the prequels certainly did. Now, you know, George had a plan. I want to do this and this film, this and this one. Ultimately, I got to get here. You know, so and he followed that plan. It's very cohesive as it goes. But to your point, the, the prequel trilogy has awful overall dialogue. Yeah, the execution is bad. It's like, but the yeah. overall story is good. Like, the story of the prequel oh, trilogy yeah. is excellent. It's it's, it's well done. The prequel trilogy of what the ideas that George oh, yeah. had, quite frankly. Idea is amazing. How, Execution is horrible. How an empire is built and everything else. I mean, yeah. it's, it's freaking amazing. Correct. But yeah, the execution just suffered. Whereas the sequel trilogy, or that, yeah, trilogy type thing there with all those, it had some great acting, great production values, uh, some good action. I thought the script was good for the most part. No. There's just no continuity. It doesn't seem like they had much of a plan at all. And yeah. Just, yeah, I don't know. Some That's type of mismatch of stuff. Correct. Don, your thoughts? No, I'm done. I'm not going to weigh in on Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. You talking about Star Wars. You, you didn't like the sequel trilogy, though, did you? You, li- you did not like the first two films at all, and you liked the third one. Um, Is that correct? I think he thought they were all just okay. Let's put words in Don's mouth. Don thought they were all just okay. I said lots of words in Don's mouth. I did not like the first one when I first saw it because it didn't seem like it was anything. They killed Han Solo? Because it was not original. It wasn't original. It was like we redid this. That's why I liked it. It so retro. (laughs) We redid this scene from episode four. We redid this scene from... And it was just like, really, you had this long and this is what you came up with. That's all. Yeah, this long as this is what you came up with. How long did they have, Don? J.J. Abrams M.O., so what did you expect? And rewatched them. I I got over that quickly and kind of tried to enjoy them just for what they are, and I mean, they're they're fine. I I don't enjoy the whole Star Wars. They're enjoyable as Star Wars, and I just don't get, like, they're not... I... I don't nit. I like. I guess I don't notice like pacing like you and Drew, especially you, Scott. You're always talking about how the third one was just like balls to the wall action. There, you know, there was no this, there was no that because they wasted the second movie. And I get that, but I mean, as a fan, as a just a 
dumb schmo watching a movie, like, I didn't really get that. Like, I don't notice that. It just... And I don't think it was as bad to take the brunt that it took. Like, like even, I think, you know, there are people on Facebook that are just like, I'm done with Star Wars. Like, this was horrible. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, really? I'm like... And these are diehard Star Wars fans, you know, from, like, yeah. their whole life. And they're just like, well, this was a giant pile of crap. And I'm never watching Star Wars ever again. And nephew, Disney. And but those like, are the same people who are crying because Luke was broken or whatever, you know. I know. Yeah, so, probably so in The Last Jedi. Yeah. They couldn't uh, get over that. Anyway. Ooh, speaking of really good movies, I re- I uh, rewatched Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. Like nice. Back to back. Yeah. I haven't seen... I haven't seen those movies in a while. Like, I, every time I go back and go back to a Tarantino movie, it's usually like Inglourious Bastards or it's uh, um, Django. I haven't... Yeah, those... Those movies have to be kind of in my top five Tarantino films. Kill Bill, are, it's freaking great. I mean, I love the crap. Yeah. Like, it, it was both so of them are really good. Uh, the first one in particular, for me, but uh, both of them are really good. Yeah. This it was is... just, I was like, I can't believe I haven't sat down and watched these recently. I mean, they're just, they're awesome. Yeah, we watched a lot of like movies, but I don't even remember. Most of them were like older, rewatching old movies or whatever. We watched um, the second Matrix movie with Ben, because Ben's never seen the Matrix movies. So we watched the first one a while ago, and we watched the second one. I'm going to have to, yeah. I guess, Zoom. I like the second one, but. What's that? Every time I get to the end, and he walks into the room with the, whoever that dude is, that. Architect? Talk- the architect it's like i think i'm gonna get it this time and i'll follow him for like a couple minutes and then like he completely loses me and i don't understand <laughs> what the fuck's going on and then when he comes i love i when he comes, i really like that bill yeah when he comes around to the end i'm like okay i kind of sort of get it like i think i get it but i don't know i just remember like when that movie came out they did, like, a Saturday Night Live skit, and Will Ferrell played, like, the architect, and he just talked about it. <laughs> it was, like, ten minutes. I was like, every time I see that scene, that's what it reminds me of. Now I'm going to have to go, like, Google that. You know that? Will Smith as the architect. Um, or Will Ferrell, I mean. Will Ferrell, yeah. Oh, I rewatched um, <laughs> uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh, God. Fucking love that. I heard that Robert Downey's kind of getting some crap for his role in that one. Yeah, it's uh, well, I saw like a thing on Facebook that said like whatever. Who is it? Whoever the generation is now, or whatever is it, Gen X or whatever. They're like millennials. Millennials or whatever. They're like they all just lost their mind because they just realized that Robert Downey Jr. Because that movie came out like twenty years ago. It's pretty old it's now. Not, was it that long ago? I think. Uh, it might be 15, but it's not. It's pretty long. Yeah. But they were like, yeah. everybody just lost their mind. Or they're like, Robert Downey Jr.'s career is over now because they just realized that he played an entire movie in black. That he played an Australian who played a black man in a film? Yeah. <laughs> but, man, the 
Tom Cruise in that movie is just awesome. He's not there. <laughs> Punch that guy in the face as hard as you can. But the scene that he's in are great. I don't know. That movie is dumb, 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 but it makes me laugh. It's got some great parts in it. Uh, hey, qu r real quick. Hold on. Hold on. Can I have your attention? Focus. Yes. All right, the, yeah. the Zoom says it's going to end in seven minutes, so we'll have to restart because it's doing that whole 40-minute limit for some reason. It didn't do it last time, so really? I don't know why it's doing it this time. Maybe they're I cracking down. okay if you did it with three. Okay. But it's telling me, so I just, I'll just i just restart it. Just... Tropic Thunder was 2008. Ah. That was 12 years ago. That was way older than that. Yeah, me too. That's surprising. So. It's a great freaking movie. Great. Next it has its parts. I will definitely give it that. I don't know that as a whole that it was a no, good movie. It, like, it definitely has some really funny parts. It has some really funny parts. It kind of drags a little bit here and there, but, man, I don't know. Cool. It was funny because well, I had Dad watch it because Dad had never seen it. And so me and Dad were watching it. And I told him at the beginning that that was Robert Downey Jr., it might have been like halfway through the movie and dad goes, ooh, I see it now. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to see. It doesn't really even look like him. You know what I mean? It, it is. That is true. So, oh. All right, what do we read this week? Let's jump into comics. I didn't know oh, before we do that real quick. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con? Virtual Con? Yeah, it's happening right now. Oh, is That's it? what I understand. It, it, like, started tonight, right, or something? Yeah, Wednesday. And then it's going on throughout uh, the next four days or something like that? That is correct. So what are they, what are they doing? Are They're they doing panels. Like, new panels or replaying old New panels, panels on YouTube. Live okay. streaming them. All right. And I think and so they even... Everybody's, like, zooming from home or something like that to do these panels. Yeah, basically. So, so they can make their major announcements for all the movies and TV shows that aren't coming out now? Yep, that's it. That's what they're doing. Pretty much. Or to tell everybody that stuff's been delayed, I would assume. Yeah. The New Mutants, though, is supposed to have some big panel or something like that, I think. <laughs> uh, like that movie's ever. film that's been like, in the can for like three years and that they may finally release some year. They were going to release it what like at the end of may or i mean it was on the schedule to release it was yeah it's been on the schedule yeah. before but well, it, I know. Like, it like was on the schedule again I, I know i think that movie caused the pandemic <laughs> i hold that movie I'm, responsible it was on the schedule there was nothing to delay it so there had to be a global pandemic i want to see it I don't, but I probably will, maybe. I don't know that I'll see it in the theater. Well, I'll see mm, it. Probably not. I think it's got a fairly decent cast, and I will not see it in the theater, but I will see it. <laughs> I will not oh, see come it on, Scott. Theater. You saw, you see you saw Birds of Prey in the theater. You all see New Mutants? I'm not touching a theater until I get a freaking vaccine, man. Wow. It's so interesting to see everybody's, everybody's different levels of comfort with the pandemic or whatever, you know. I find that yeah, fascinating. Well, so I went up to Wizards and I was talking to Jerry Bennett on Saturday. And I was telling, because uh, Brian was there. And I was like, 
I told him, I told, I talked to Brian, I'm like, did you know that Salina Comic Con is going on this weekend? And Brian's like, yeah. He goes, but they didn't tell me. They didn't even contact me until like last week. Said they wanted him to be a vendor. And he's like, well, I already have this event set up to have Jerry come in or whatever. And Jerry Bennett's like, they're having a convention? Like, right now? And I'm like, yo, right now. I think I speak. And Jerry goes, are you going to go? And I'm like, hell no, I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no. Well, I think I've seen a thing on Twitter or whatever the other day, or actually it was a post about them on Twitter. But either way, I think it was Chris Claremont. Chris Claremont went to a convention. Comic-Con. Yeah, in freaking Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Alabama. That they ever had a Comic-Con, and he was going there. Yeah, he went. Yes, he went. It was going on, was it last weekend? Or is it yeah, I think it was last weekend. Ago? It's so funny because, okay. like, he was posting about it, and everybody's like, "Stay safe, Chris. I hope everything's okay." And everybody's like, "Wait, yeah. <laughs> like, are you crazy?" <laughs> Going into a hot spot in the south. I know. I'm like, "Holy crap!" He's like, they, a, what, like ninety-nine or something. He's pretty old. I think he's in his sixties or seventies. I think he's in his seventies. Was he a scheduled guest, or did he just want to go? So no, he, he was a scheduled guest. He was a scheduled guest, but he wanted to go. And he was like, yeah, I hope I can keep, I just really want to talk to people, you know, and things like that. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. I just really want to catch a virus, coronavirus, that is. He had his mask on, though, in the picture that I saw. Yeah, he had a mask on. Your mask isn't 100% people. I don't know, just tell him. No, it's not. Okay. No, but it, I don't know. But I do think that it helps the situation. It does, it is a help. I, I'm a, a full of support people wearing masks. I'm not one of those people, but... Well, yeah, it is it is because Trump just finally came out and said that we should wear masks, so... Yes. Yeah, it be true. I think he, he finally said it yesterday. He was like, hey, wearing a mask is a good idea. We should, <laughs> we should all do it. Yes. I, I don't want to get political, but... <laughs> Very true. But, but, yeah, but like... Are still going on somewhat. And people are still going to them. So, apparently, apparently not, not enough. The Salina yeah. one, nobody went to. Apparently, but I don't know if that's because of the. I don't want to talk bad, but I don't know if that's due to the pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> correct. Be, and it just might be that convention. But that could know. be. Could be. All yeah. right. So Scott didn't read much. Did you read much, Don? I read. I didn't uh, read no, much. I read. A few I read I have three things that I can talk about. What? You doing video? The Facebook Live. Oh, you said video. So get your it is. It is a. It's a Facebook Live video. Yes, I just meant like get in character. But we're live now, so it doesn't matter. All right, let's talk about some comic books. Cause we only got like thirty minutes because Don wasted ten minutes connecting. I, hold on, I got some artwork in the mail. All right. Oh, hey, here you go. Here's we can't show it because you're at your house, dude. Huh? We can't show it because you're at your house. Yeah, I know. I was Whatever. Just... Holy cow, who is that? John Lucas. I got like 10 pages of artwork. Sweet. How much was it? Or did you mind me asking? I got them on an eBay auction and they were dirt cheap. I got... Oh. I got 10 pages like with shipping for like 70 bucks. Sweet. And what's that from then? What comic or anything? Um, it's from Shrinkage. Oh, I like. I read the first issue. 
Yeah, I have a trade. Oh, really? I didn't know they made a trade. Yeah. And then he threw in an extra page, too. So I got, cool. like, 11 pages. I think he's just trying to get rid of that stuff. I think he is, too. Because it's piling up. So John Lucas himself was selling it on eBay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he cool. had, like... He had like four auctions with like, they were lots of five. And two of them, there was some other guy that was bidding on them and I didn't want to bid them up. And so I took the two. Actually, there were a couple, I mean, I wanted the papers, but there were a couple. What kind of a friend are you? You're not going to bid them up for him? I mean, that's going to help them out. What the hell? I should, I should have. There, there were jerk. a couple pages in each lot that I really wanted. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Really wanted, so, anyway. But anyway, I just got it today, so I got some new artwork. Cool. Excellent. Excellent. If we get to do one live, eventually I'll bring them and you can see them stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was talking to him, and he was showing me pages of the new project that he's working on. He's been posting them on Facebook, man. Those new pages look really, really good cool really good um, i don't know if you follow him on facebook or not dude i i don't know if i follow him on facebook i follow him on instagram but i don't think i've uh, seen much from him lately i don't know i have to unfollow everybody because they're annoying on facebook so i have to like keep blocking people block people block people block people gotcha yeah all right we can do comments can we because we got like 20 minutes now dude okay so, I, I mean... <laughs> I read... Uh, I read Cancor. Cancor? How was that? It was good. Did it make any sense? Did you enjoy it? Kind of, sort of, the way you... Exp I did enjoy it. The way you kind of explained it, it kind of does, because I was kind of thinking about that I was as I was reading it. How but did I, I explain it? That it was like... It was kind of a, like him. Yeah. Like, in his life, I guess. Yeah, struggling with his own demons or whatever. Now, he talked about, like, in the book or in the back of, that he actually did, a, like, a Batman story. I think that was a joke. Is that a joke? It's like an Andy Kaufman thing, I think. Oh, okay. Because he said it was Batman Year 5. Yeah. There was no Batman Year 5. Well, I know, because it never got published. Well, there hasn't even been a Batman Year 4. I don't know. Um, I I think it was a joke. Okay. That but, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the, the only problem you can ask him about it if you see him. The only problem that I have with this book is it's so small. Yeah, it could be bigger. The, the art, his art is insanely detailed and good, and it does not come through in this book at all. You know, like, the art has a presence but to really get down into the nitty-gritty you know yeah. what i mean like it just you might need glasses i do need glasses that's for sure <laughs> but it would also help if the book was um in a better in a bigger format yeah i agree bigger format's always better i, I enjoy the printing though the matte finish and the color and the flat colors it's kind of cool yes um so this is like my regret. This page right here. You could have had that page. Yes, that oh. page is freaking awesome. I had the opportunity to buy that page, 
and it was just a little bit out of my comfort price range zone. But damn it, especially seeing his um, commissions. Five hundred dollars or something. Yeah, I think it was around four or five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a lot of my yeah. price range too. That's a little tough. Yeah. That's a little tough for us working a, working stiffs. I I stared at that thing for a long time and almost bought it and I didn't like in person. Did you see that text I sent you about what Jim Rugg said about his commission or whatever? I did. That was pretty funny. I, it is funny and I agree with him. I mean. I've been looking at that stuff. Did you see? I'm sure you see everything, but I hadn't seen the Darth Vader Kankor. Oh, yeah. That thing was awesome. Yeah. Who And then the spawn. Well, now I'm going to have to like look that up. <laughs> do, you, do you follow Kankor on Instagram? Me? No. You, you should. Have to do, he only has Instagram. Okay. Anyway, that X-Men commission, the recreation of the X-Men cover or whatever, you know? I was like, I don't know what he charged for that, but whatever it was, it was not enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, because he, he did that round of, of commissions. Yeah. They're recent, and I'm sure that's what these are. Yeah. Holy crap, man. I feel like I, I missed the ball on that one because all of those are insane. Because he did, he, he was posting a little bit of a Hulk one that he did. Oh, yeah. I saw that where it's like the McFarlane cover or whatever. Yeah, and then the Spawn uh, uh, cover number one recreation. Yeah. Like, all that stuff is just, like, insane. Insane. It's crazy. And, yeah, I don't know, but... Cool. I I was thinking today, I'm like, I'm going to start saving up money now because the next time he opens up commissions, I'm going to get one. I'm sure they're way out of our price range by now. Yeah, probably. It's got to be. I was trying to think of, like, what would be good for him to do or whatever. Yeah. I don't know anything? that I've seen him do it. I don't know that I, well, yes, anything, but I think he would do, I think he would kill on a Ghost Rider. Well, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, nice. Yeah, that's cray-cray. That thing is so good. That is very nice. Yeah. But anyway, I read, I read Kankor. I liked it. I think I understood. I know I didn't understand. Didn't understand it, but it seemed like it kind of made a little more sense maybe here and there. Like it kind of came together a little bit. It kind of gave me, like, I don't know. It was almost like, and I haven't read the entire run, but like the Supreme run that Alan Moore did where they had like all the different Supremes. Yeah. Like it kind of threw me into that. Like there's all these different King Cores or whatever. Yeah. So I can I see know. that. Cool. No, it's good. The art's the art's great, obviously. So, who's got weird background noises? Is that you, Scott, with a cat, or do you have weird noises? Oh, it's, a, it's not me. Uh, maybe not it's me. Cat, but there is like some little music going on at my house. Oh, okay. It's not a cat. And I sound like someone was like mumber, mumbling or murmuring or something. No, I think uh, I don't know what my wife's trying to play. But it's got some music going on. Okay, maybe that's what I'm hearing. It's all good. It's not that that's bad. Was I was just curious. Cool. Um, I read... I bound, like... I bound the last 30 issues of Elephant Man. Elephant Men. And so I... So I read 51 through 30 of Elephant Men. 
And you bound it yourself, huh? Well, no, no, no. I had it professionally done. When I say oh, I had it bound, I had like a professional bind it. Yeah. Okay. So, so is this like the end of the run, or? Well, it's the end of the single issue series. He continued it digitally, and he it's like print on demand, so you can like print the trade, or you can just read it digitally or whatever. So. What do you? How do you do that? How do you print on demand? What do you mean? Because it's like. Rick, you download and then like take it to Kinko's or something. Probably. No, no, no. It's a. It's through Amazon. Amazon has their own like program, and or their own system. And so Amazon, Amazon publishes them digitally, and then you go to Amazon and you say, "I want a copy of the trade," and so Amazon then prints a trade and ships it to you. Rick, do they really? Cool. Rick, Rick Beach was talking about that on the. Um... Excuse me, on the um, cartoonist kayfabe thing, he was talking about that he was publishing his books on demand through Amazon now. Yeah, Amazon has a program now, or like a, not a, I, looked, I mean like a program, like not like a computer program, but like a, right. like a thing. I looked into it and I couldn't figure it out. The process. Well, you know how like when you go to Amazon and you look for a book and yeah. you can do pick like a format, like hardcover, softcover, digital? Uh-huh. You just keep clicking till it gets to soft cover, and then you order it, and oh, they'll okay. ship it to you. Did you buy the single issues of those? Did Elephant Men. Yes, I have. I had issues fifty-one through thirty. Why do you say fifty-one through thirty? I'm sorry, fifty-one through eighty. It's thirty issues. My bad. Okay, I was like, you're going backwards. You said that I know. twice. Did you go backwards? It's, it was thirty issues. It was a lot of Elephant Men at once. Thirty issues worth of Elephant Men. Did you sit down and read? What did you think of it? It was good. So he seemed did like he it, tried... Did it end? Did it kind of wrap up? Well, what he's doing now is he's doing it in years. So this was year 2260. I think the new stuff he's doing is like 2261. I think he realized that issues 1 through 50 of Elephant Men were kind of um, were kind of disjointed. And so I think he tried to make it a little more cohesive. And I think he kind of succeeded in that. Like he introduces a new character, like a private eye guy who kind of goes on missions with a uh, hip flask. And so each arc kind of takes a mission. And then they have like the overarching story about like um, uh, the rhinoceros guy. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. And Sahara and what's going on with them. And then obviously Nikon. Just, I mean, there's lots of stuff going on, but uh, there's still lots of stuff going on in the background, but I think he, did kind of try and focus on some of these characters a little more and a little more focused. Mm. It's still Elephant Man. It's just it's just one of those world building kind of all over the place books. It's just it's hard to but just it's still beautiful art. And yeah, game, right. Yeah, the art's still really cool, and it's just I don't know. It is what it is. It's Elephant Man. But yeah, I think uh, yeah. there's I think he's got one or two more trades out after this that that are on the print on demand or digital program or whatever. So. But I think the single issues just weren't profitable for him because the print runs were so low. But the creator guy, Richard Starkings, he said that it was selling pretty good digitally. So he's like, well, I'll just do it digital. And Amazon, you know, with their program, picked it up. And then people can print it on demand if they want a print copy or whatever. I don't think you can print single issues. It's either trade or digital. So my years of binding it are probably over. So. Because well, he was putting out those cool hardcovers, and then he stopped, and then he just started putting out the single issues. So I felt like the only way to get it, 
Well, I also thought if I bought the single issues, maybe the book would survive, but it did not. My my single uh, my one sale did not make the difference apparently. Yeah, yeah, it didn't make or break it, huh? Apparently not. So, but yeah, still a cool book and still definitely a dense, uh, rewarding read. It doesn't really end, but I mean, things end, things happen. I mean. I just hope he wraps up maybe some of the storylines he had. Yeah, he does. He he really does start wrapping some stuff up. He's got like the weird uh, virus or something that was out there, and then he's got the whole Sahara being pregnant thing. Yeah, the Sahara being pregnant thing gets wrapped up pretty well. I mean, there's still obviously stuff going on with that. and Somebody was killing some elephant men, I think. Yeah, uh, I think that just got forgotten. I don't know. It's Like I said, it's... It's like 30 issues. You think more would happen, but not a lot progresses necessarily. It's a slow burn, man. Elephant Men is an interesting book. So. Yeah. Oh, well. But it was good. I was glad. I sat down and read it all at once. All right. What else we got, guys? Um, I've read Heavy Metal number 299. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I haven't read that one. Yeah, I'm sorry, too. <laughs> Um, I bought this because it has a story by Kyle Strom and Jake Smith. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I assume Jake Smith does the art and Kyle writes? Yes. Um, it was alright. I mean, it's a short story. I'm not into anthologies at all. Me neither. And that's what I realized reading those heavy metals of the couple that I bought. It's like, I want to read the one story by the guys I know, but the rest I just don't care about. Right. And heavy metal is, I don't know. It's very, I guess it was a thing back in the day. Yeah. It's very hit or miss. Yeah. And this one was pretty much a miss, I think, for the whole <laughs> issue. I mean, there was a short story by uh, Steve Mannion. Yeah. Which I like him. Um, but it was so short. I mean, it was like four or five pages, and there was like hardly any word. I mean, not that there were you know, hardly any word. It was just very short. And that's the problem. What are you going to do in four or five pages, or even eight pages? I mean, well, and then some of them are like continued. Yeah, and so if you didn't get the previous issue, well, F-U. there was one that I was reading, and it was kind of, kind of, sort of interesting. Like it was a longer one, so it almost felt like a story. Yeah, and then it was like. To be continued next issue. <laughs> like I ain't buying the next issue. For not for ten bucks. <laughs> there was another story that was in here. The art was really cool, and it it kind of started out kind of neat, and then it took a really weird turn. Like I didn't even understand what the hell happened. But hmm. uh, but um, anyway, uh, yeah, the the Strom and the um, Jake Smith story were cool i mean i don't know i don't want to say it wasn't worth it but i mean it wasn't worth it it, it was like six pages for like ten dollars yeah it's not worth it <laughs> that was uh excuse me um but yeah so i read an issue of heavy metal cool um, and they've got it corbin is like in every issue of heavy metal i guess but i don't know if it's like because it's like part 14 yeah I didn't even read it. I just kind of looked at the artwork. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to pick up part 14 of a story, but I don't know if it's like, is he doing new stuff or is Yeah, it's new like, stuff. He still does it stuff. Is new stuff. I think so, yeah. Okay. I didn't know, or I'm sorry, it's chapter 13. So, yeah. I was just like, that's uh, worth correcting. And it's like six pages. 
like yeah. five pages. And I'm like, I don't know if people actually like buy and read heavy metal, like and enjoy it, or if it's kind of like a thing. Like I've been buying heavy metal for 20 years. I got to keep buying it. I don't know. I tried to go back and read the original heavy metal, like because you can find like PDFs of them online. You know, mm-hmm. they're pretty much unreadable then too. I don't. I'm just not an anthology guy, and I mean, there's some cool art in there, but it just. I need a little more meat in my story. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of meat in the um, in the Jake Smith story. Is there? There is. There's a lot. I'll show you. No, it's okay. I. There's a lot of meat hanging. <laughs> it's not the kind of meat I meant, Don. I meant uh, more like the metaphorical kind. Oh. Yeah. Didn't mean like that. Nope. Didn't mean like that. Can you see it? Kind of. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I see it. It's great. Yes, it's wonderful, Don. Is Scott going to do a review of a comic, or did he read anything? I think he said he read one thing. Well, let's hear about it. I did. You kind of jumped the shark. You did, too. Why the Last Man? I want to put Scott right in the middle. Oh. Why the Last Man? Yep, Paper Dolls. Paper Dolls. Is that Volume 7? Number seven. Nice. That's uh, thick. So I only got three more left to go. So, uh, yeah, this is good though. Of course, this one is well, our crew of uh, three five five and Yorick and uh, Doctor Man. They're uh, trying to travel now over to Japan or something to try to go catch the. The monkey who seems to be the savior of mankind possibly and um on their, their on their way in the last issue they got involved with some drug smugglers and things well now they actually made it to australia which interestingly enough is where york's girlfriend beth should be at as well so um really that's uh where a lot of this is taking place is in australia and the things that are happening there there's also a couple like little one shots in this one like it talks about a little bit history of 555 like uh how she became like a little bit of the secret agent that she is and then i think it's uh has like a little one shot of uh the monkey ampersand as well uh kind of like how he got mixed up and actually went to york and things so uh, it's it's pretty good i mean it's it's almost more of like a filler type stuff though in a way you know like they're going well we're just kind of throwing some stuff in there so we can make it stick the issue <laughs> i don't know you know as they're getting it's still you know brian k vaughn and he's still writing it and they're still good you know it, it's still a good pacing you know throughout it it doesn't get boring it's not like it's too wordy or anything else he knows what he needs to do and where his end point is and he's going so it moves still at a good pace. But uh, it, it, like I say, though, there's really not a whole lot of addition to the story, I feel like, in this in this one, besides maybe talking about, you know, some of these characters past a little bit. Incidentally, though, this is the way that you try to do some character building, maybe, or stuff about a character's past, is you do these little, like, one-shots or flashbacks 
instead of trying to drag it out at the beginning of your damn story where freaking things, you know, slow down to the point where you you may lose your readers or watchers or whatever it may be. So, hmm. I'm going to have to watch Warrior Nun just to see if it's as bad as you say it is. Uh, I, I will preface it the fact that I really love the potential that's in that damn show, and it just pisses, the execution just pisses me off in that. Well, it's, what's weird, like, not to go back to that, but that book came out, like, what, 20-plus years ago? Like I think it was early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, like, who's going through going, oh, yeah, remember that weird, like, independent comic book that came out, like, 30 years ago? Let's make a TV show about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know how that but happens. How did, how did that come together? <clears throat> I don't that's know. What I, I have no idea. That's what I can't figure out. Yeah. yeah. That is bizarre. I don't know, dude. But they should make a show of Why the Last Man. This thing just reads like it should be on, you know, the small screen or something like this, you know? This really should be the next Netflix show. If they do it right, it could be great. Well, I think it's going to be on FX now. Is it? Sandman's on Netflix. Sandman? Yeah. Really? That's why you're reading all the books, to get ready for the Netflix show. No, not really. And I actually <laughs> fell behind on this one, and I didn't get to read it. I started flipping through it. It's like Fables and Reflections, so it's all like a bunch of one-shots, you know, type things. Yeah. But, oh, God damn, it's the freaking, I don't know, Neil Gaiman effect, you know. Of, I'm looking through the thing and see, like, nine panels with practically, like, a freaking thousand words in each, you know, freaking page. He's a literary guy, Scott. What do you expect? He is. And, you know, back 20 years ago when I read that, probably, you know, I was like really into that and stuff. And now I'm like, can I get this over as quick as I can? <laughs> <laughs> it's because people like Vaughn and Brubaker and Hickman have spoiled us. They're very efficient with their words. Very true. Even uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, Craig. Uh, there. Oh yeah, well, definitely. Kirkman's you know, another one. They just they know how many Kirkman words they too. need. Yes, I, they they really know how to pace things and stuff like that. You know that's the thing with Sandman. I'm sorry, I'm almost doing like another review, but <laughs> Sandman is a little bit more of a you know it's a, a leisurely you know read type of thing, and it gets very literal. And he likes to throw in the references to other literary works and things of that nature. So if you're really a real well-read literature type of person you'll get a lot of this stuff if he's got fantastic ideas throughout don't get me wrong by any means and that may be what seems some of it a little dated so i think people have well there's no doubt that people have stolen his ideas throughout the years too which uh you know sometimes when you can take that and you can put your own spin on it you can make it maybe a little bit better or something from the guy that made it original i don't know but uh there's still a lot to like about saying that. It just does sometimes get that little bit of a dated feel, maybe, or something with it. True that. Um, I read a book, Battle Royale. Have you guys ever Ooh. read that? Seen that? Well, what is that? Is that like an anime type thing? Or a, I guess in this case, be manga? It's a book. It's got like words. It's just flat book. Okay. It's, a, it's so actual no novel. Piece of yeah. They they did a a manga version of it though because it was it is a Japanese okay. it's a Japanese book. 
So like it's Japanese influence. Is it kind of like a Hunger Games type of thing? It is. It's basically the book that everybody accused the Hunger Games of ripping off when it came out. Of ripping off. Okay. Okay. So because it came out prior to Hunger Games. So it's basically in Japan. It's like post World War II, and Japan basically didn't lose the war, and so they've created their own like instead of Russia being like the big other power, it's the it's uh, Japan is the big power, and they've created their own sort of oppressive society. And every year they select like, I don't know, I thought they said like 20 or 40 different like ninth grade classes and shove them on an island and make them fight until only one kid is standing or whatever. So so it's a lot like the Hunger Games, but it's like super bloody and violent and just really brutal. So it's pretty cool. But uh, they made a film of it as well, like it, and... Quentin Tarantino said of all the films of the last 20 years, this is the one that he wished he had made, is what he said. So, mm. so I don't know. I'm excited to watch the movie. But the book was really good. Like, it's like, it's it's basically just like, it's not like any great piece of literature. It's just pulp uh, fun. You know, it's just like... Does it read pretty fast? It's a pretty long book. But yeah, it reads pretty fast considering it's like 620 pages. But... Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of chapter breaks. I mean, it's like 80 chapters, so you get a lot of chapter breaks. And so yeah, it goes pretty it fast. it moves at a good pace and everything yeah. else kind of keeping you going, right? Correct. It's Once it gets going, it's pretty fast because, I mean, kids are dropping like flies. There's 40 kids, so you got to work through all of them, right? So you got, oh, wow. you know, a lot of kids dying. And so it's a little hard to keep track of all the characters because they all have Japanese names, you know, like Shuya and Shinji and crap like that, but... After about a couple hundred pages, you got it kind of figured out pretty well, and you kind of know who the who the important ones are to kind of keep track of and stuff, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, Where but yeah. Can you find this movie at? Uh, you can rent it on like uh, any digital service. I think I don't know. You guys probably don't use Vudu, but you can buy it like on Vudu for like six bucks or something. But oh wow! What's that? What's it called again? Battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah, so okay. anyway, it's a it was a good read, man. Have you so you're going to try to go see the movie then next or, or pull the movie? Is that what you're? Yeah, saying? I think I'll watch it at some point. I don't know. Like nobody in my house really okay. would want to watch it, so I don't know when I'll watch it because uh, my wife wouldn't want to watch it, okay. and my son's probably too young. If he thought Terminator Two was scary, so I don't think that would be for him. So it's a very adult Hunger Games. Like there's sex, violence. It's it's really amped up compared to. Those books. And rock and roll, huh? There is rock and roll, actually. It's funny. One of the okay, one of the main characters, he's really into rock and roll. He like plays guitar and stuff. Like he's into American music, so it's pretty funny. There you go. Sex, violence, so. rock and roll. So this book came out like twenty years ago. The author has not written another book since. This is like his only book he wrote. Huh. So it's kind of like a. To, it, huh? It's kind of like a To Kill a Mockingbird type of thing. So you know, just one book. But one book. That's right. That's all they had in them. He claims he there's an afterword in it. He claims he's gonna write another book, but it's been twenty years. I mean, come on, what are you, George R. R. Martin or something? <laughs> Even he cranked out a book more than every twenty years. So, you know. What are you gonna do? But yeah, it's really good. There's manga of it, there's movies of it, so there's other ways to experience the story. But the book is really good. If you like books, if you want to read it. So <laughs> Maybe you you can probably find an audio book of it. I might be interested in the uh, manga. 
Yeah. The audiobooks. There you go. Are you still listening to audiobooks, Don? Not really. No. Not but enough downtime. Right. Yeah, they got me in a primitive truck now. I don't have Bluetooth, so. A primitive truck. Dude, I have hand crank windows. <laughs> nice. All right, we're, we're at the 10 minute warning again. So, okay. do you have any more? I read um, Postal Deliverance. Oh, yeah? That's like the um, sequel to that not very good book in the first place. I liked Postal. Did you like it enough that you wanted a sequel, though? Well, yeah, I bought it. All right, cool. And I bought eight, uh, bought eight issues of it. Cool. How was that? It's all right. It's good. Um, did you ever read any of Postal? I read, like, the first issue. Um, no, but you don't know the premise. I know the premise because I read the no. first issue. Do you remember the premise? It's like a town where like people go that are kind of like cast aside. I think they're criminals, aren't they? Yeah, they're so, criminals. It's a town and of they criminals. Find their way into town, and they like have their own set of rules. Like it's out in the middle of nowhere, and they have their own laws and their own rules. And um, there's one, uh, the main one of the ladies. She's like mayor of the town. She has a son, and he's like, um, I guess he's kind of like autistic. Like he's. Yeah, you don't have to tell us the whole postal review. We've heard that before. Okay. Just do the new anyway. new series. So when postal ended, the the mother, the mayor, she left, and she left the town in charge with of Mark, the son. Okay. And so this picks up, and he got married, or I don't know if they're married or not, but he's with a a, a woman. And uh, they have a they have a kid together, and so it's kind of that now the town he's running the town, and uh, um, somebody there's like uh, people are turning them dead, like in the town, and so the, his wife is a cop, or the cop or whatever, and so she's trying to figure it out, he's trying to figure it out, and then the the mom who was the mayor, she was like in. Um, she like retired down in Florida or something, and she found this kid and kind of brought him. He was in some trouble with like some bullies or like gangs or whatever, and so she brought him. She told him to stand up for himself, so he beat the crap out of these kids. And then somebody found out they found out about it, and they retaliated and like killed his mom or his parents or whatever. So he was basically homeless. So he came back to her, and so then she decided she wanted to go back to being the mayor. She's like one of those people that retirement doesn't really suit her. <laughs> so she wanted to go back. So anyway, there towards the end, like she came back and she's like, Mark, the kid is like, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, you can have it. And so she's basically taking back over now. I don't know how long this is supposed to be. If it's a mini series, well, it's eight issues so far, but I think the original series was like 30 issues maybe or around there. So I don't know what the deal is with this, but I enjoyed it. But but I kind of like that the original book, and I kind of like that world. So, hmm. um, it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you enjoyed it. What else you got? That's it. That's all. That's it. Well, you got. I got a couple of quick ones. I reread uh, Pit, Volume One and Two. Remember oh, Pit? Oh, oh, oh. Are those well, three? How far does that take it then? 12? 10 issues? 
Uh, Pitt went did for 20 issues. Life? This is the first nine in these trades. Where did you get okay. the trades? I think I bought them at the comic book store many, many years ago. Wow. Did you really? Wow. What's the cover they price? Must be worth, they must be worth hundreds now. One was ten ninety five, and the other one is... I don't know. I don't see wow. the price. I don't know how they even charged me. They don't even, I don't even see the they price. They have what, like... Oh, eleven ninety five. Ten ninety five, eleven ninety five. What's that, Scott? Wow. And they have like four to five issues in each, huh? Yeah, the first one's four issues, the next one's five through nine. Jeez. So it's pretty much two arts. Like They're not yeah. worth thousands, I don't think. But I think the trades you can still find, but the single issues are getting the older ones, like eleven through twenty are really expensive. I, yeah, I I was planning I, on binding all the pits, but the later issues are so expensive, it's really hard to justify paying for them and then binding them. And then binding them, yeah. It's hard. You don't but have all of them, do you? No, nah, I'm missing like five issues, I think. So that's so that's fun. the sticking point is I can't find them easily. Yeah. But I've been trying to pick them up like at conventions, and you can find one or two here and there, but it's usually like like you said in the first ten. The first yeah. ten, yeah. I was at Planet like two years ago, maybe, and I was walking in a booth, and the dude had whatever. Is it twenty? Is that the final issue? Yeah, twenty is the final one. So he had a twenty in there, and because I asked him, because I was digging through his bins, he had them in alphabetical order, and he's like, "Are you looking for something?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm looking for Pit." And he's like, "Yeah, I got the last issue," and he, he wanted like thirty bucks. Yeah, that's what it. That's like what it goes for, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, yeah, these are really, really hard to find, and you know, you're not gonna, like, you're not gonna find another one ever again. You need to buy this one for thirty five. I'm like, dude, I'm not paying thirty five dollars for an issue of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, the art obviously is phenomenal. Yeah, it, it's actually. Always the problem with it was the story that was. Oh, so. I thought the pit story and the writing is actually pretty decent. Like it's it's is it? it's at least as good as like Spawn or I mean I think it's on par with like Spawn and maybe a little bit below Savage Dragon. But yeah, I think it's pretty okay. solid. He had some guy helping him with the script script and the guy did pretty good and Dale Keown's a pretty good storyteller, so the art is very, you know, counterpoint to that cuz Pit's pretty good. I thought it held up pretty good. I thought the story was cohesive, worked fairly fairly well planned out. Character designs are obviously awesome. But I went back, because I was listening to that Rob Liefeld podcast, I went back and found like some digital uh, copies online of Profit, the ones that Stephen Platt did. you know. And I read the first one he did. It was the worst written comic that I've forced myself to read in a long, long time. And it, the art's cool, and I, I just scanned through the rest of the issues he did and looked at the art, because I couldn't bear to actually sit down and read them. They were just that bad like you're just badly written like there's lots of exposition that's not doesn't need to be there you know what i mean it's just it's yeah. just not good i think i even have that somewhere probably that was the that was the time that was the way it was done at the time though. yeah but like pit pit came out at the yeah pit came out about the same time i felt like it was much more readable just from sitting down and well, just it was i, I think the biggest problem with pit was the fact that they would just came out so goddamn weird sporadic you get one year oh yeah no it took like 10 years to put out 20 issues yeah you know and that it just caused such a drag there that she to try to keep 
keep up with it. Yeah, I agree. I think the the bigger problem. So now, issue something one for the year, and by the time I read it, it was just kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah. You read your what twenty five pages or whatever, and it was over. Like you said, the the art was still phenomenal, but it just didn't seem like the from issue to issue that the story moved very much. But I think it, as you know, like if you're reading a chunk of nine, it probably was. Yeah, it it was uh, yeah, it's a little more decompressed than what you're probably used to, but yeah, it moved pretty fast. I mean, it was good. So anyway, that's, that's kind of what I read. So I've been reading some grooves. I remember, I always remember liking Pit. It just yeah. it was a problem that you know you there towards the end you couldn't find any of it. And, yeah. You know, early on it was just so sporadic. It was hard yeah. to keep up with. Yeah, it was a very slow coming out type of thing. So. Well, I guess you could keep up with it, but you just never knew when it was going to come out. It's probably more safe. All right, we got a minute left on our Zoom call. So you got any uh, parting shots, either of you? No, I'm yeah. good. No? All right, cool. I'm good. Thanks for listening, everybody.